The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. And today we have with us in the studio Casey and Sloan Simmons, the owners of Stuff, which is a store that is down in Brookside. And for the past eight years, Niche Magazine's recognized Stuff as one of the top stores in America that features fine American crafts. And they're going to tell us all about that in just a minute. But before we do, I want to point out that they are also recipients of the 25 Under 25 Award. They're alumni. And that's very important because we have our big bash, our big gala coming up on March the 8th, and we hope all of you can come out and help us recognize the 25 companies in the Kansas City entrepreneurial community who are, and excuse this pun, doing good stuff. Uh, it, it's going to be a great celebration. A lot of business leaders here in Kansas City, the Dave Stevens Band from L.A. Uh, oh, and I'd also be remiss if I didn't say who the Legacy Award winners are this year. Because of their role in founding the Mid-America Minority Supplier Development Council, we are going to be honoring Mr. Bill Dunn, Mr. Burt Berkeley, and Mr. Donald Hall. So you'll want to come out. You can go to www.25under25.com to get your tickets. March 8th, downtown Marriott in the Mule Bach Tower. We want to see you there. So welcome today, Casey and Sloan. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being here. Okay, so a store named Stuff, Fine American Crafts. Tell us more about your store. Our store really was uh, created by accident because we felt at that time, you know, 17 and a half years ago, there was no crossroads. There was, you know, not the community we live in now. And we felt that there were a number of artists mm-hmm. who were not getting representation in the Kansas City area that made outstanding works um, that needed to be offered to our community. And that's really how the whole thing began. And it's grown into um, a store that has over 300 artistic sources that we represent every day. The majority of that work is by local regional artists. Right. It's all original um, handcraft. um, Or some of them have become sort of mom-and-pop companies, or they've grown as we've grown and evolved. um, And just creative goods for living. Um, and that's what we dedicate ourselves to every day. Okay. So so Casey is explaining to us how it got its start. But I want to back up a little bit because you didn't just come up with this idea, as I know your story. You didn't just come up with this idea to have this store and go hunting for a space and formally open a store. It was a little more meandering than that. Can you fill us in on the background there? No, it was a little bit um, more meandering, but I think that's how life is. We yes came from another industry. We were political consultants. And political consultants, your business kind of ebbs and flows. There's there's times when you're so busy, uh, you can't see straight. And there's times where you're waiting for the next something to come along, the next campaign to come along. And in the off times, when we weren't traveling on the road and we were just doing kind of catch up, we had some beautiful offices down in the river market. And we never filled the walls with anything because we were never there. Mm-hmm. And we had artists come to us, uh, individuals that actually lived in the building our offices were in, and said, I would love to do a, 
I'll hang my stuff and maybe we could have a little party. Again, as Casey mentioned, this is before the crossroads. There were two or three uh, prevalent galleries in the city, but there was no one really doing those little one-man, one-woman shows. Right. Um, we had a handful of those. This is before the in- Internet, so there was no you know, Facebook. There was no invitation. There was no um, evite or anything like that. It was all word of mouth. Casey and I'd pick up the phones or we'd be talking to clients during the week and say, hey, we're having this little thing on Friday. Yeah, sure, there'll be food. And we sold out. I mean, to make it sound like we came across the Oregon Trail. I did. We did come across the Oregon Trail. Um, Several trails. So the trail, that was the trail. And we had about six or seven of those shows. Um, and they miraculously, they sold out. Uh, at that time, my sister and I had no no artistic we did not graduate with art, with art sure. degrees in art history. We just said, yeah, we like it. Hang it. Let's see if anybody else likes it. And it's sold. We, they dealt directly with the artist. We had nothing to do with it. Life moved on. Casey and I had career changes. Um, still keeping a few of our corporate clients with us. We moved into retail thinking, oh, we'll just do it a little bit at the time. We'll be open when we want to be open. And that lasted all of five days. <laughs> and so then we moved on to what kind of what you see now. It's had, it's had growth over 17 years. It's moved and changed and done its thing. Um, but... It now has a life of its own. Well, when you say it had growth, you've had double-digit growth every single year except for one, and that's phenomenal in retail, particularly in the period that we've just come out of. How have you achieved that? Well, how about we just say good hard work, but it is good hard work. There's never been a year where it's just a coast. I mean, it is amazing to do that, and of course, uh, of course you're supposed to work hard. That's why it's called work, not play. But I think um, we have a concept that people respond to. I think when money gets tight and is tight, you want to give a gift that really means something. You can almost feel the artist's thumbprint on it. And we have several pieces of art where you can see the thumbprint on it, what we call kind of the artist's kiss. And I think, um, I know that's true of me. If I can wear a -a one-of-a-kind necklace or one-of-a-kind bracelet or one-of-a-kind something, I'd like to do that. If I can give that same one-of-a-kind, you know, even better. Yeah, uh Casey, when we talk about one-of-a-kind, we've been talking a lot about jewelry here and so forth, but it it is so much more than that. If you walk into your store, give us a breadth of the type of things you carry. Well, I think that um, it's it's a shopping experience, so it's hard to describe in words. And we're in a visual business, so radio is an interesting way to describe our store. Um, When you walk in, it is an explosion of color and creativity and inspiration. Well, I, I will correct you. Before you walk in, yes. your your display, your window display. Well, because we're running out of space, Kelly, yes. and so we have poured out onto the street. Um, and on warmer months, we even pour out the back door. Anywhere, if there's an if there's a spot, we will absorb the the space immediately. So, um, it's very inspiring, very colorful, very happy. Um, most people tell us that from the second they cross our threshold, they're inspired immediately. They're happy. Um, by something they see or something they feel. Um, and then the experience um, just continues. We try to keep you know, knowledgeable sales staff, people who um, have the same passion we do for the work. Um, we share, we bridge that, we create a bridge between the artist and the person who is interested in the art Definitely. and the customer. And we see our role. We always say, you know, the big irony in our business is our store is called Stuff, and we're really about people, not product. So we focus on that, that people element all the time, and we're very, very passionate. And to go back to what Sloan was talking about with um, how we did double-digit yep. um, growth, I think one of the the magical, you know, 
unable to grasp in your hands piece that you can't analyze is passion. We are very passionate about what we do. We're very passionate about our store. We're passionate about our lives. We're passionate about art. We're very passionate about our city. Um, and so I think that you feel that when you come into our store. You feel that experience um, grabs you. You know, we don't take our show on the road. We don't do, um, you know, we don't do home shows. or right. Trade, you know, shows. trade shows, trade mm-hmm. like that, because we haven't figured out yet a way to package that. Right. Um, that's, and that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. We we want people to have the full experience. We also well, this is a great thing to talk about with our store because a lot of people aren't they're not aware of this in the retail community. Most retailers do not retail 360 degrees around you. They focus on you know kind of the general rule is you know knees to shoulders. They mm-hmm. kind of put their product in this. You know, the the high-selling range is from, you know, head to knee or whatever. Mm-hmm. We merchandise on the floor, the ceiling, the walls, every shelf you do. in, out, every little nook and cranny. It's a, it's Even though it's a relatively small store, there's a lot of store. You know, the, we're the biggest small store I found in Kansas there, City. There definitely is uh, truth to that. And I hear a few people, once they find out about you, they say, well, I need to run in there one day. I said, no, you will not run in there because it takes so much time to go through everything. You have everything from jewelry to dishes to paintings to some clothing to if it's you know, whatever season it is, seasonal items, notebooks, all kind dish towels. You have, it runs the gamut. Well, and we don't have a we don't have a rule for what we're going to have. I know. What people create is what we have. So, had we started out by saying we want to have stationery and fine art, that would have been a different outcome than we want to represent creative people. Because when you say you want to cre- represent artists, creative artists in all their forms, not just fine art painters, which we represent, and not just fine crafters, which we represent. Mm-hmm and not just paper goods or jewelry artists, what you end up with is whatever they create. So sometimes um, we don't always know what we're going to have next season Mm -hmm. because until the artists walk in with their new wares and their new creations, and, um, you you know, we've learned that creatively, creativity is boundless and endless. Where it will show up next, none of us really know. Mm -hmm. True. Now, one of the challenges that you must have, because every retailer... Uh, I don't know that they live and die by their inventory, but it knowing their inventory levels and how fast something's going to move and when they need to reorder is incredibly critical to keeping their customers happy, to keeping their margins where they need to be. And if you don't know what your artists are going to offer you, how do you manage that as a retailer? We're swift. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there's a part of small business that you are a gazelle not an elephant. Mm. So I think when you are a small business retailer like we are that that dedicates your life to handcraft, when you see an artist deliver a pile of tea towels, and she used to make, and I'm totally making this up, she used to make cups, you go, okay, we're going to be short on cups. And within a day, the people that we've met with nationwide who make cups, because we're now going to have a hole for cups, we have contacted them. We have renewed our energy okay. with them. We may be representing them because they're making teaspoons. So we're going to say, you don't want some cups with those teaspoons. So truly, we are, we bounce like gazelles. We're like, okay, go get that and get that and get that and move on. I think that is, that is the beauty of small business. You can react quite well and usually pretty swiftly because you're not turning a big ship. You're quickly adjusting the sails on a tiny ship. Yeah. So. It's funny, Kelly, because I'm not sure we analyze a lot of what we do. You can't 
have success for as long as we've been blessed with success and not become good businesswomen along the way. Um, I think we were good businesswomen when we began, but not in this industry. We really didn't know. (laughs) Hard tail from our head at that point. (laughs) I, I mean, I'm just letting some other entrepreneurs know the feeling you have where you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. That's real and it's authentic. Um, your passion gets you through those moments in time where you've, you're faking it to make it. Um, but we have become very savvy businesswomen in this industry. And so we, what's, what's great now is often we don't have to pick up a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Our gut tells us the right, answer. Absolutely. When we're traveling and we're doing buying or if we're locally doing our selections or we're working with artists, our gut right off the top of our heads you know, we can just look at people and say, we're going to need this many. I think you're going to need to do this kind of volume. You know, that's the beauty of longevity. Right. And right. a little bit of success along the way and that kind of thing. It's your gut. But I think in the end, it goes back to if it's really great work and it was made high quality and value for what you're getting, not price point, right. but value for what you're purchasing, the rest will take care of itself. Because we did break every other rule. The amount of inventory you put in our square footage broke that one right off the bat, (laughs) for sure. The amount of inventory you turn per square foot in our amount of square footage broke that one, blew those statistics clean away. Bankers find us very frustrating um, because they can see the success on paper, but they're like, I don't understand why it doesn't match any of my other algorithms. And I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. it's because we're, well, we're unique. Um, it's not in the blue book. I'm like, yeah, it's not in the blue yeah. book. You're right. So we, we do analyze those numbers weekly and some seasons almost daily, making adjustments and making this, the business part of it successful. But we also know that in the end, um, what has worked for us is just bring it all. Mm-hmm. Bring it all. Well, mm-hmm. what I think is interesting about this is that although you are breaking all the rules, you're doing so purposefully. It's not like some people get out there and they don't know what the heck they're doing. Granted, you said you didn't when you got started, but you learned quickly. But they just don't know what the heck they're doing, and they don't realize that they don't have that gut instinct that you guys have to say, okay, I can do this or I can do that. They're just doing it, and it may or may not be mm-hmm. working, whereas you are, there's a lot of analysis behind what you're doing. We need to take a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the community part of stuff and Casey and Sloan's involvement. You're listening to Smart Companies KC. We'll be back. It's true. Who you know is important, but what you know and how you apply that knowledge is what helps accelerate your career. Benedictine College's Executive MBA program is the only one-year executive MBA program in Kansas City. The North Johnson County campus and weekend class times are convenient and allow you to learn from world-class thought leaders and collaborate with other executives who intend to make a difference in their business and their community. Go to benedictine.edu slash EMBA. Your product outshines the competition, so why aren't you outselling them? You're meeting sales projections, but the bottom line just isn't what it should be. Technology is changing rapidly and impacting your ability to perform. Something needs to change, but you just can't put your finger on what. I'm Patrick Shore, your host at The Hut, where we tackle these and other issues. The Hut is a safe place where we can explore what it takes to not only stay in front of the competition, but make it irrelevant. So come on in, kick off your shoes, and join the conversation every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio, Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio Network. The Hut, your path to a stronger, thriving, profitable business. Good 
morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies KC. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Magazine. And we have with us in the studio today Casey and Sloan Simmons, the proprietors of a store named Stuff. And we were talking about how their retail store is different, and they've broken all the rules. Now I want to talk to you about your community involvement. That mm-hmm. has been so integral to your success. So which one of you wants to talk about that first? I can talk about it okay. a little bit. So, um, I can say that the events that we have in our store are really multifaceted. We have events that feature artists and what artists do, artist talks, artist demonstrations, events within the store that feature just a single artist, get to know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, we have themed events throughout the year, meaning um, days that are dedicated to a certain idea, feeling, emotion, um, come in and, and do your thing, and, and, and those all have a life of their own, and they seem to change from year to year. Never say never. And um, the last part, which is the part that directly involves our community, they all do, is um, we have charity events at the store, uh, usually in the November and December months, mm-hmm. sometimes a little bit earlier, it depends, that directly benefit local charities. Okay. Um, we had about 30 of them last year, 2013, and it grew for a little bit from 2012. Just 30? Only 30? 30 evenings. And this was primarily during November and December? During the fourth quarter, which is Uh retailers' semi-busy time. But it is a wonderful way for Casey and I to remember at the end of the day because there is a part of our world where – you know how it used to be when you said, oh, lawyers, and you rolled your eyes and they were the nasty people? There's still a part where people go, oh, retailers, they're the worst. What a bunch of pushy broads. (laughs) So what it's nice for us is – our community is where we came from. Our artists live in our community. Yes. I'm a member of my community. And when we can give back to charities, so it's just almost it's like this perfect little nugget. Mm-hmm. People from our world come to our store and shop locally, local, local, local. I mean, it's like amazing. And the party only benefits local charities. My sister and I vet the charities. The money must stay in Kansas City, Missouri, and it must help our city and her people. So I think it's just this little thing that we do. They happen in the evening towards the end of a work day. Um, the charities are directly involved, not only in all the social media and marketing that we do, but they have people in the room that I can say, oh, Kelly, thank you for coming. I want you to meet right. Sherry Turner with Wynn and let her tell you all about it. Because if I can't tell the perfect story for Women's Employment Network, she sure can. Absolutely. So we try to bring all of those pieces together so that our customers can get a real feeling, not just for the store, our artists, but also the local charities that we benefit. And Kelly, I think that the important thing for businesses to remember is that you don't do charity because it's good for your bottom line. You do charity because it comes from your heart. And that's really why we do it, is because we grew up here. This is our city just as much as anyone else's, and we want to be a part of how it comes out positively. But I also think that the one thing that local businesses do for your community, which is why we are such vocal proponents of shopping local, eating local, um, servicing your car, you know, at a smaller shop, all of those things is because these are the businesses that are holding up the pillars of our community. Per capita, you know, percentage-wise, whatever you, whatever math term you want to use, these small businesses, ours included, are giving a lot more of our bottom line back to our city than any of the big guys. Um, that's the hard, that's the way it is. And our community will be vibrant, robust and beautiful um, if we all are part of that magic in our own way. So as a consumer, um, if you are committed to that, if that's important to you, then make good consumer choices. And as a business owner, I am both offering that and hoping people 
take advantage of that. But I'm also a consumer as a business owner and as an individual, and so I make those choices every day also. Um, but that's that's the hard truth. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really what it comes down to. It's not. It's become kind of gimmicky to say shop local, shop local, shop local. It's not really a gimmick. It really is. A very important piece of the American fiber. Well, and it's it's interesting that you say that. Not not interesting, but I, I guess what I'm saying is that even in this day and age, that we still have to carry that message that people still don't get it. I had somebody tell me at one point, uh, you know, how do you keep how do you how do you keep publicizing small businesses? How do you keep doing that? It's a subculture, as if I was going to run out of small businesses to feature <laughs> or to talk to. And no, no, small business is not a subculture. I'm sorry. You know, right. 86% of all businesses nationwide have 19 or fewer employees. Mm-hmm. I keep repeating that stat. And so it is so important that we support each other. Mm-hmm. And as you say, not just business to business, but also as individuals who uh, consume as mm-hmm. well, not just your business, well, but in your you know, Kelly, life. I think, you know, I would love, to, I mean, I would love to come back and keep talking about this on any radio show anywhere on town because one thing that I talk to people all the time when Sloan and I offer public speaking opportunities for, you know, for us to come and talk, one of the things I talk about all the time is, here's the hard truth. We're not as convenient. We can't discount as much. We don't buy stuff in bulk from China. Um, we don't have fancy websites with million-dollar budgets. We don't. We're not going to be, I mean, here's the, here's the truth, guys. Let me just give it to you straight. It's not quite as easy and convenient. We're not all in one building selling you your lettuce next to your toilet paper. We're not. But you know what? We're so much more and we're so much better because of it. And so I just, you know, that's where the Pursue Good Stuff brand was born out of the store. Yes. Was, it was I'm like, glad you brought that up. Yeah. You, have to, you have to make a pursuit. We're not passive. If you, if you go through life as a passive person, a passive consumer, and passive to me means you go into the big box stores and you buy everything in front of you because that's passive mm-hmm. shopping to me. You have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pursue what is good, and I'm going to do that for stuff, for my dinner, for my daughter's this, for everything. Right. But you have to make the effort. And so our lifestyle brand that we was born out of this whole passion we had for everything we ever did and was with us from day one, it was born out of the concept of I have to do something too, me, the individual. I have to pursue this. We, we wanted something that didn't say, if I just sit back and relax, everything's going to be okay. Because you know what? I know a lot of people, that's very zen, you know, but, you know, let's just say I'm a Simmons. And the Simmonses are more like, we're going to go out and get it by God. You know, we're going to bring it back and haul it in. You know, it's that old farm, Midwestern farm girl thing that we were born and raised around. Um, you have to pursue it. We're not as convenient. We admit it. But you know what? We're we're a hundred times more fantastic. Well, and that was very elegantly stated. <laughs> and you just stole my last question, which is what kind of an impact do you want you or your business to have? So I think you just told us, unless mm-hmm. I'm missing something. No, that was the impact we want to have right there. I, um, we, we do believe that if you pursue good stuff, that good stuff comes to you. We really do. I want the world to not be a blank canvas. I want it to be a three-dimensional creative work of art, multimedia, all the time. I want um, everyone to have access to um, everything that's good and wonderful, and I want everyone, every community to thrive and to be um, not homogenized. Mm-hmm. I'm done with you know homogenizing the world. I want to know where I'm at. 
I want to when I when I drop down into another city, I want to feel like I'm in Chicago. I want to feel like I'm in Kansas City. I want to feel like I'm on a beach. I don't want it to feel like strip mall anywhere in America. I want to I want there's some authenticity. And I am prepared as an individual and I hope that everyone who'll join our movement, I guess you could call it. I want us all to be in pursuit of that together. I want us to say we don't have to drive into that parking lot. We don't have to be lemmings. We we actually can do it differently. And if it's a little less convenient, it's a it's a little less, you know, mass consumerism. You know, maybe you have a few less objects in your house, but they're really special. Exactly. Then yeah. that's what I want. That's my my dream. My my Casey's utopia <laughs> is a world that looks very much like my store. I live in my own little utopia every day. Yeah. The utopia for me is. It feels my, I want our store feels different than the next door neighbor, and I want your home to feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Any events coming up? We have an event on February 27th um, from 6 to 8 p.m. We're having an artist talk with the local artist Lori Bunton. Okay, she'll have a brand new, beautiful piece of art, and she'll be talking about not just it, but about her way of pursuing it. She is a fine art painter, um, and her work is extremely dynamic. And so. to go back real quick, Kelly, um, the connection again locally, the painting that she is going to be bringing forward that she's going to be talking about is a new piece. It's a four-panel piece, but it was inspired by and is images, multiple images of Nikita, the polar bear at the Kansas City Zoo, as Nikita's coming up out of the water. Aww, and so anyone local who has witnessed that majestic moment when Nikita does that that's what this captures. So talk about a local moment. Right. <laughs> you right. know, that's a full yeah. circle moment happening there, and that's what she'll be talking about and, fe- and be featured. How do we find out more about you? You've been telling us about this wonderful store, mm-hmm. and as many people as you have in and out of there every day, I'm sure that there's some listening who have not been. Mm. How? Where do they find you? Okay, first of all, the best place to go if you're sitting at your computer is to go to www.pursuegoodstuff.com. It is a picture postcard of our store. You can read so much about us, you'll get sick of us. You won't even... You we have a just, blog. Be, yeah, we have a blog and all of that, but lots of why we do what we do. Sure. You can also visit us. Our only store is on West 63rd Street between Warnell Road and Brookside Boulevard. We are in the heart of Brookside. Um, we are in a 100-year-old building, um, and we've been there for 15 years of it. So it's uh, it's an exciting place. But I always invite people to come to PursueGoodStuff.com. It is, it's worth making a trip out, too. It's a Thank destination. You. you have to pursue it, like Casey said earlier. So anybody who wants to find out more about your events, should they just uh, check back at your website, or is there mm-hmm. a list there that they an, can a, get There's a, always a schedule of events and things that are going on, not just what we're producing, but things within our neighborhood, the, uh, the parades that go right. on, all of that. That is on. On our calendar of events, which you can access from our website, you can always call the store and ask about that you as can, well. Um, you can also sign up for our email list, which we do email blasts. Mm-hmm. We are on Facebook. You can follow us on Facebook. Uh, you can follow Swan and I individually on Pinterest. We're on Foursquare. We're on LinkedIn. Lord, Lord have mercy, we're doing it all. Yeah. But I will say this. Um, our website is a source for all of those links. Okay. Um, everything's on there all the time, and um, I always say that because... If you search the word stuff on Facebook, you will have some fun. Okay, PursueGoodStuff.com. You can find everything that they've been talking about and more at PursueGoodStuff.com. If you want to learn how to grow your business, please visit IThinkBigger.com. Follow us on Facebook at ThinkingBiggerBusinessMedia or on Twitter at IThinkBigger.com. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit C-SuiteRadio.com.